Good evening, and a Merry Christmas. <laughs> welcome to, uh, to all who are joining us, and a special welcome to friends, guests, visitors who are with us. We're, we're so glad to be together tonight. Welcome as well to those who are joining us on, online or by phone. We're, we're very glad that you are with us. I just wanted to begin tonight with a word of gratitude for um, all the people who contribute to uh, these special services here at Trinity, uh, to Wendy and the choir, the bell choir, to Roberta and Anders for their prelude music, uh, to Dina in the office, to our volunteers like uh, Chuck and Terry and Ann and Don Knutson and uh, so many people who are, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone, but I'm, so many people put their, uh, their efforts into these services. And let's just begin with thanking them with a round of applause. <laughs> And if you're watching online, you should in the chat thank uh, Jan Eric Svano for running the, the camera tonight. So thank you to Jan Eric for that. We'll begin our service with our gathering hymn. Please stand as you are able.
people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. May the grace and peace of Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, you made this holy night shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that here on earth we may walk in the light of Jesus' presence, and in the last day wake to the brightness of his glory. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Our first reading comes from the book of Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been given for us, 
A child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Our second reading comes from the book of Titus. The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is Christ who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for doing what is right. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those who he favors. 
When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace and peace and Merry Christmas again, my dear friends. We come to this night with uh, so many memories, so many uh, connections to our uh, family, to our history to our story and with memory comes both grief and joy and gratitude and all those things mixed together so whatever it is that you bring to this evening uh, I invite you to bring it honestly and wholly before the manger as we've been preparing for this night as I've been reading the Christmas story yet again this year I've been having uh, a line from the poet and author Jessica Kantrowitz running through my head. Kantrowitz has this Twitter account that she sends out almost every day the same message because someone might need to hear it that day. She says, you are not alone and this will not last forever. Kantrowitz has written a whole book of poems and blessings, especially for those experiencing depression and other challenges because she knows that terrain herself. And so these words, you are not alone and this will not last forever, are especially for those of us, for those of you who feel stuck or trapped. These are the lies the monsters tell us after all, that we are all alone, that there is no one on our side, that nothing will ever change. So Kantrowitz's mantra, her almost daily message, is a way of calling that bluff, of throwing those lies back in the face of the monster. Day after day, month after month, she sends out that message for the person who needs to hear it, you are not alone, and this won't last forever. I don't know who here needs to hear those words tonight, and maybe it is all of us. But I'm tempted to say this evening that the message of the Christmas story could be summed up with these words. You are not alone, and this won't last forever. The wisdom of these words is true on a human level, of course. There is a greater community of humanity that shares a wealth of experience and love. There is always joy and love and hope possible on the horizon, even if despair lasts for the night. But tonight we remember that not only on a human level, but this is true also on an ultimate level, on a divine level, from God's perspective. You are not alone because God is with you. You are not alone because a child is born for us, a child given to us. 
You are not alone because God took on our humanity, took on our flesh. God in Jesus entered so deeply into solidarity alongside us that he would even enter death on our behalf. You are not alone because just behind the scenes, just behind the veil, there is a whole heavenly chorus just waiting to break into song. You are not alone, and this won't last forever. Whatever burden or grief or fear you carry with you this night, there's the promise that it won't last forever, too. The old is passing away, and the new creation is on its way. The coming of the newborn king means that one day all earthly tyrants and terrors will come to an end. A regime change is on its way, that's what John the Baptist will tell us, and the God, God's dream of life and love and blessing is about to take the throne. One of the things I love about the Christmas story is that it seems to be one of those times in human history where the veil has slipped, where we're given a peek behind the curtain to see what has been going on all along. And maybe, just maybe, God awakens in us a longing for wonder and enchantment, a longing for the hope that God can only give. Now, we modern folk are skeptical of enchantment. I think most of us imagine that if there was something going on behind the scenes, it would be a little bit like that scene in The Wizard of Oz, where Dorothy and the Tin Man and the Lion Scarecrow are before the Wizard of Oz, and uh, they see this great, powerful Oz before them, and then they notice that behind the curtain there's this man pushing all these levers and manipulating them with pyrotechnics. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, he says. I think most of us assume that if something is going on behind the curtain, behind the scenes, it's probably some fable or some puff, puffed up dude trying to manipulate us. We're probably right to guard ourselves against those who would try to control us with smoke and mirrors. In a way, that's what's going on in the first verses of our biblical text. The Emperor Augustus and the Governor Quirinius are pushing buttons and making all kinds of decrees, controlling where people go and when. Augustus thinks that he can just say at whim what people need to do and people should follow it. He must think he's a big shot, right? But if we were to peek behind that curtain, we would see he was just a man, a man who would one day die, nothing more and nothing less than the rest of us. We live in a disenchanted age, a distrustful age. We assume that in the end there's nothing really going on behind the scenes, and if there is any sense of mystery, that it will be explained either now or someday. There are certain benefits to living this way. I don't want to deny that. But I worry that this way of seeing things flattens our experience, too. That there's no chance or opportunity for transcendence, for wonder. That if we get stuck in the frame that says there's nothing more going on here than meets the eye, our world can turn gray and inert. Maybe we do start to wonder if we're alone in this world. There's a part of us that starts to wonder if anyone is really on our side. There's a part of us that longs for wonder, for awe, for enchantment, for worship, for adoration, for praise. And we may momentarily suppress this urge for a presence beyond ourselves, but I don't believe it ever truly goes away. 
So many of us are striving for that sense that there is more going on here than meets the eye. Just as, as one example, I think about the popularity of The Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and Narnia. How many of us want a world that is enchanted in that way? A world where there, we, we get this sense that there's something missing in our everyday life. A, a sense that more is going on in the world than we might expect. But if any story is truly going to awaken our hope and wonder, let it be the Christmas story. This story seems to sing to us, there is more going on here than meets the eye. From the outside, it's a fairly ordinary story. Every person in this room was born one day. Why is Jesus being born so special? You might think it's kind of weird that Mary and Joseph have to give birth on the road, but that's not actually all that uh, out of the ordinary. A lot of babies are born in the midst of things when people are in, on the move. According to the UN, a million babies were born in refugee camps over the past three years. There is a beauty to the ordinariness of Jesus' birth. It's a very human birth, one we can share and understand. But the story pushes beyond that, too. Think of those shepherds out watching their sheep. In the midst of their everyday lives, ordinary lives, God pulls back the curtain for them. An angel appears saying, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. This isn't just any child. This is the Savior the Messiah, the Lord. We, another way we could put that is there's more going on here than you might expect. Behind the scenes of this seemingly ordinary birth story, God is on the move. When we pull, behind, pull back this curtain, it's not some phony like the Wizard of Oz. It's not some phony like the Emperor Augustus who thinks they can awe us. It is the living God, the creator of the universe, the breath of life, who is behind this curtain. We are not alone because Christ was sent to save us. The nightmares of our world will not last. They will not win the day. They are doomed to fail because God's dream is on the way. Jesus Christ is born. Now, I'm not asking for much this Christmas. You know, pastors are allowed to have Christmas lists too. Uh, but I do ask this. Allow this story to give you just a twinge of longing, of wonder. Allow this story to awaken your sense of praise and awe and wonder in the world. Because there is so much, going on, so much more going on here than meets the eye. Not only back when Jesus was born, but here and now. There is so much more going on here and in your life. Behind the scenes, the God of the universe is on the move to save you. And if that God is for you, who can be against you? Now, if you don't believe me, at least listen to the words of the angels tonight. And know this, if God is on the move, you are not alone, and this will not last forever. Glory to God in the highest. Amen.
We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. With wonder and thanksgiving for Christ coming into the world, we pray for the church, the life of the earth, and the whole human family. With indefinite love is born Send us out as messengers of the hope that has come to all people. God of grace, hear our prayer. You are pleased to dwell with your creatures, and the whole earth sings for joy. Renew the splendor of creation from the smallest cell to the widest galaxies. Guide us to be wise stewards of your gifts for the sake of generations to come. God of grace, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. Your authority is over the nations. Break the rod of oppression in every land and free all people from fear. Bring peace where there is war, compassion where there is suffering, and healing where there is disease. We remember especially the peoples of Ukraine, Ethiopia, and Yemen. God of grace, hear our prayer. You cherish those who are most vulnerable. Protect infants and children and bless those who care for them. Shelter refugee families and those who have no home. Watch over women giving birth. Attend the dying and relieve any who are ill or in pain especially Roe, Rodrigo, Joanne, Sharon, Jim, and those we name now aloud or in our hearts. Wayne. God of mercy, hear our prayer. 
Your loving kindness embraces everyone in need. Help any for whom this season is lonely or joyless. Comfort those among us or known to us who are experiencing distress of body or mind, missing loved ones or grieving, especially those experiencing their first Christmas after loss. God of grace, hear our prayer. You welcome those who have died into the joyous light of glory. We give thanks for the saints of every time and place who have praised you with lives of faith and humility. Inspire us by their example to love you by serving others. God of grace, hear our prayer. Pondering the mystery of eternal love made flesh in Christ Jesus, we commend all for whom we pray to the mercy of God. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. Please take a moment to share a sign of peace with those around you.
please stand. Strengthen us to share with all the world the abundance of your grace upon grace. Poured out in Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy that we should all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. In the wonder and mystery of the word made flesh, you have opened the eyes of faith to a new and radiant vision of your glory, that beholding the God made visible, we may be drawn to love the God whom we cannot see. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy God, creator of all and source of life, at the birth of time, your word brought light into the world. In the fullness of time, you sent your word, born of Mary, to shine in our darkness and to make us your daughters and sons. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat, it's my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his birth and life among us, his death and resurrection, we await his coming again when all things will be restored in him. By your Spirit, bless us in this bread and cup, that held and nourished by you, we may live as your children, shining with the light of your Son. Through him, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught his friends to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. 
Save us from the time of trial. Deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Please be seated while we share some instructions for communion. For communion today, you'll come up the side aisles, where at the front of the two side aisles, there are trays with empty cups. You'll pick up an empty cup and bring it with you to the railing, where it will be filled with wine and where you will receive bread. If you need or desire grape juice or gluten-free, those are also at these two side tables. Just grab them and bring them with you to the railing. After you've communed at the railing, you'll return down the center aisle and place your empty cup in the bowl by the center aisle. We want all friends, guests, and visitors to know that you are welcome to commune with us tonight. We like to say that this is the Lord's table, not Trinity Lutheran's table, and the invitation comes to you from Christ. We extend our welcome and fellowship and communion to those joining us online as well. We are glad to be united with you in the one body of Christ. Receive this invitation to communion. Glory to God in the highest. Come to the table of peace.
Please stand as you are able. May the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen, keep, and unite us now and forever. Amen.
The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. We have beheld Christ's glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. To us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the word was life, and the life was the light of all people. May you be filled with the wonder of Mary, the obedience of Joseph, the joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the determination of the Magi, and the peace of the Christ child. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Amen.